Earlier on, we spoke to Meredith Crowley, who's a reader in international economics at the University of Cambridge and also a fellow of the St. John's College, and asked her a few questions about this topic, and this is what Meredith had to say. Um, Why are the US and China involved in a trade war? So the origins of this conflict are several years in the making, and the fundamental cause at some level is that the United States has a very um, liberal economy, meaning that the government is not very heavily involved in a lot of activity, whereas China has a planned economy. And one of the features of this is that they have a lot of state-owned enterprises that produce a lot of parts um, and that also engage heavily in exporting. And at the WTO over the last 20 years, the two countries have filed complaints against one another. So the U.S. generally complains about China's state-managed economy as an unfair subsidy, and the Chinese position is that um, that's how they want to manage their economy and that there's nothing unfair about them doing that. And over the, the past 20 years, on the U.S. side, number of times the WTO has told the U.S. they can't restrict imports for various reasons. And the U.S. has been very unhappy about this, and it's Mm -hmm. sort of been a growing problem. At the same time, when the U.S. has complained to the WTO about some of China's involvement in its economy and some of its, um, what the U.S. thinks of as state subsidization of exports, the WTO has generally said that China can continue to do what it wants to do. And so this has sort of led to um, some persistent imbalances in the trade flows, but fundamentally, the U.S. is unhappy with the system. The Chinese are somewhat unhappy with the system. And the current president of the United States is, um, to be polite, he's not very well informed on the benefits of, to, of trade to the United States economy. Mm-hmm. And so he's taken a very hard stance that the only way to resolve some of these long-term disagreements that the U.S. and China has is by starting this trade war. And mm-hmm. the Chinese have not wanted to step back from this. They've actually felt that they're in a reasonable position, and they've kind of risen to every challenge the U.S. has put forward. So it's very unfortunate, but this is having repercussions around mm-hmm. the world because both sides are kind of very aggressively restricting trade flows. And this is damaging both countries' economies, mm-hmm. but that's where we are. Could you give me just an example of how... Um, what 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 would be considered an aggressive mood, uh, aggressive move, um, well, or an act of trade war that that, that maybe um, um, the U.S. might have um, performed recently, or China had done in reverse? Sure. So when I say aggressive move, what I mean is that about a year ago, um, mm-hmm. in early July, the United States imposed tariffs on you know hundreds of millions of dollars of merchandise entering the United States from China. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is very um, unusual in international economic relationships. And this raises the cost of things that American citizens will purchase. And so it's damaging to their interests within the United States. But it also reduces the demand for Chinese goods from Americans. Mm-hmm. And so this can cause some job loss in China. And the Chinese, confronted with these increases in U.S. import tariffs, decided to raise their own import tariffs on goods entering from the United States. And Mm. so this has exactly the same effect. It raises the price of things that Chinese 
citizens will have to pay, but it also damages the U.S. economy to some extent because it reduces Chinese demand for U.S. goods. But conversely, does it enable U.S. businesses to compete with um, the Chinese imports that were previously available at a much lower price? Um, Does it enable them to compete and does it increase um, business opportunity internally within the United States? Well, it, it to some extent it does for very it, but it has it has both positive and negative impacts. So, mm. for example, if the you know one of the products would be um, steel. So, when the U.S. imposes an import tariff on steel, that raises the price of steel within the United States, and so any domestic producer will now get more profits from whatever units they produce. Um, however, this is also negative because the U.S., a lot of the steel that we import, as well as the steel we buy from domestic producers, is used to manufacture things like cars. Mm. And so this actually raises the cost for car manufacturers and lowers their profit margins. So the net effect, most economists say, is negative, that the increased cost um, offsets the increased business opportunities. There's also an additional concern that one of the reasons why President Trump said he wanted to raise these import tariffs was he was concerned about job loss within the United States. So over the last 20 years, the U.S. has lost quite a few jobs in manufacturing. Mm -hmm. And economists um, are pretty well um, agreed that most of these job losses are due to technological improvement. So a lot of factories have just mechanized. And this is part of a long-term, you know, 50-year trend that there's more and more mechanized manufacturing production. It's also been, um, the loss of U.S. jobs has been accelerated by competition from China. But the question is now that the U.S. has put tariffs on, would this cause businesses to expand Mm. hiring of, of people in manufacturing? And that seems very unlikely because nowadays if a firm wants to think about, well, I could hire a person to do a job or I could buy an expensive piece of equipment that doesn't really require very many people in my factory, most businesses in high-income countries like the United States will go for the more automated Mm. manufacturing technique. And so as a strategy to increase jobs in the United States, it does not seem to me that the president's strategy is going to be effective and that most of the, you know, the damage of this trade war is that it's going to reduce jobs, actually, and reduce employment on net in both countries. And so the, the positive side of this um, seems very small. And do, do you see this ever coming to an end now that it started? Um, it's very difficult to see what's going to happen. But I think um, I would expect... The most likely outcome over the next couple of years is the U.S. and China, I would expect them to negotiate back down to eliminate some of these tariffs they've imposed on one another. At some point, they're going to realize, as I think they already are, that this is damaging to both countries' economies, and that would lead them to want to reduce these tariffs and have some negotiated solution. Um, However, it's very difficult to do this within the context of mm-hmm. the current rules of the World Trade Organization. And so I think if they're really going to have a productive relationship going forward, we need both of those economies coming to the World Trade Organization, perhaps with some other trading partners like the European Union, um, could be other high-income countries, other middle-income countries, 
to negotiate some changes in WTO rules that all the countries think would be um, in their interest. And this probably will require a little bit more flexibility um, for all countries to use a little bit more freedom to impose import restrictions and maybe a little bit more freedom for all countries to subsidize their industries a bit more. So the third world countries um, who get economic support from these two powers, um, how does this affect them? Um, Do you think they now have to choose between China and the U.S.? No, I don't think they have to choose because I think um, both China, China and the United States are well integrated together. And I think at the moment, many of the countries that are engaged in trading with, with both countries won't have to choose um, in most industrial areas. I think most countries would continue to participate in trade with China and mm-hmm. in trade with the United States. The one area where this becomes a bit complicated is in some high-technology products. So the United States has some military-related restrictions on exports. So, for example, they sometimes will send, um, they'll sell a sophisticated type of technology to a country like China under the understanding and a legal requirement that that technology not be sold to countries that the U.S. has sanctions against. So, for example, um, the U.S. has some sanctions against North Korea um, because they're unhappy with their nuclear uh, developments. And so in that situation, a country might have to make a choice about these military technologies or what we call dual-use technologies. But for most sectors of the economy, I don't think countries have to choose a, a side to go with China or go with the United States. I think both countries can be engage with both of these economies. I think one consequence, though, is because of the trade war, some countries were basically selling parts to to China, and then China was exporting those goods to the United States. So, for Mm -hmm. example, uh, Korea. And now Korea has had a huge decline in their exports because things that they were selling into China that were then being put into products for export to the United States, they can't sell anymore because essentially Americans don't want to, you know, the price of buying that stuff from China is too expensive. And so those Koreans are going to have to think about, well, if we want to really reach those American consumers, we're going to need to go through another country like Malaysia Mm. um, or the Philippines. And similarly, um, you know, the reverse direction happens as well. So there may be some situations in which the supply chain runs either through China or the United States and countries that are kind of getting the spillover effect of this trade war might need to think a little bit about changing some of their supply chains, but it doesn't mean that they would disengage from trade with either of these economies. Very, very complex issue with with far-reaching impacts. Um, So in economic terms, we've we've known the word tariffs. Um, we've, We've been talking about tariffs during this conversation. What are the differences between tariffs and economic sanctions? So a tariff is just an, an, a tax. So it's just usually it's um, what we call an ad valorem tax. So it would be something like 5% um, in tax on the, the cost of importing something. So if you imported something that cost 100 pounds sterling, the final price for the consumer would be 105 pounds sterling. An economic sanction um, usually is just a ban on importation or ban on exports. So um, as I was talking a little bit earlier about um, potentially military application technologies, 
some countries would ban the sale of certain goods to other countries. So, for example, you know, nuclear warheads. Lots of countries don't buy and sell those. Um, but in, in other cases, there are situations where um, an economy like the United States has some uh, political or military disagreement with another country. So, for example, Iran. And in that situation, the United States might ban the sale of certain goods or a large number of goods to Iran in a sort of punishment to try to get them to change some sort of political um, policy domestically or to respond to a request for, for something. So a sanction is really just a full-on stop mm-hmm. on trade flows, and it's much more strict. Um, the WTO, the international trade rules, generally allow um, sanctions under specific circumstances. So if a country has an overwhelming security reason to do this, that, then it would be allowed. Um, Marissa, we've talked about some far-reaching consequences um, and impacts, um, the multiple impacts that trade wars can have, both on the countries involved in the trade war, but also the spillover effect on other countries. Um, sounds like trade wars are best to be avoided. How can we avoid them? So that's a good question. I think fundamentally the best way, so one, we need sort of sensible government policy. And under the World Trade Organization, which is the architecture that governs most of trade around the world, um, for a long time we've allowed countries a small amount of flexibility to impose import restrictions on sectors of the economy where they feel that they have a, a pressing need to sort of um, help domestic workers or um, shore up an industry that needs to, to retool. So that's one possible thing we can include. So we can kind of make that a little bit more flexible and give countries a little bit of control over their domestic trade policy. Um, it really comes down to a political will of two countries to come together and really listen to what the pressing needs are in each society. And so I think that the start of the U.S.-China trade war comes from, I think, you know, I'm American. I think there's a misguided effort by the the current American administration to, to have started this war. So rather than trying to negotiate something constructive with China, and get China to fully understand what American concerns were. They just went immediately to um, slapping these tariffs on in the hope that they could sort of push China into agreeing to a lot of American concerns. That, you know, so so essentially the short answer is diplomacy could have Mm. prevented this, I think. Um, And... You know, it's it's a very, I think, negative situation um, right now. And so I think the best answer is to, to have a constructive diplomatic dialogue. Um, it also helps, I think, if um, both countries have really effective civil services that um, are respected by political agents. So I think in the United States there were estimates that the cost of the trade war would be damaging, would be damaging for multiple um, countries. And I think that the choice of the current U.S. government was um, simply to just bear that cost. Um, And I think they maybe didn't fully respect how damaging this could be to U.S. um, consumers and to U.S. businesses. So it's unfortunate that it started. 
Um, it's also unfortunate that the Chinese reacted by, um, you know, raising their own tariffs because I think that's that wasn't constructive either. But now that we're there, I think the way forward is both countries need to come together and try to negotiate back to um, a more beneficial relationship for both. And it could be supported by other countries coming forward and saying, look, there are spillover effects of this trade war onto our economies, and we would really like to, to sort of support some changes that can end it. Mm. Meredith Crowley, it's been wonderful having you on the Drive Time show. Thank you very much for um, joining us on the Voice of Islam radio. And um, thank you for giving us your time. It's been fascinating. And we look forward to having you on again soon. Okay, thanks very much. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.